at Pew Talk Podcast, we know that faith starts in the home. We also know that it can be difficult to take what we hear on Sunday and live it out in our homes the rest of the week. That's because information alone doesn't lead to growth and change. But information that's reflected on and put into practice is much more likely to lead to growth and change. Join us as we hear God's word, reflect on it, and give practical starting points that help you live out your faith in your family and in your community. Woo! <laughs> I suppose we could do something different there sometimes. No. Why would we do something different? It's, it's just woo. Yeah, this is episode 73, 75, <laughs> 75. We are somewhere in 75. Hi, everyone. Hello. 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 Oh, we're smaller. I like that. Hold on. We're going to make you bigger. <laughs> <laughs> You're now bigger. We are quite large. So, anyways, how's everyone doing? We are we're here. We're the down to the three group. The three <laughs> three of us in a group. Not permanently, but for tonight. For this week. Well, you know, people are traveling. They've got Slash working basketball, basketball games. Basketball. Busy so, time of year. We have no idea what we're doing. Nope. Anthony is gone, so mm-hmm. <laughs> got so us. The, so now you guys got us. We're just going <laughs> to ramble on about nothing. You won't pull us back in. <laughs> he is in St. Louis with Greg Rathke. They've started. Greg is going through the specific ministry program, SM. P. Um, so he will be vicar at Trinity and training to be pastor eventually. So and we're going to be able to watch that That's live exciting. Thursday, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. Like 930. In the morning. That sounds right. Live stream. Yeah. Yeah. I watch you it. watch at work yeah. or listen to it at work. Mm-hmm. Listen while I work. So it's the same, I think it's the same kind of service that they always have for the vicars. We had one when Anthony was one on Vicarage and probably much smaller, but yeah. they just announce. And this isn't a surprise for us. Mm-hmm. We didn't know where we were going, but. Where will Greg Rathke <laughs> wind, wind I'm, up? I'm sure hoping it's Trinity Luther. In Fremont, Nebraska. <laughs> I don't know. I'm on edge. Or this whole week will all be confusing. <laughs> There's a whole lot of things that would have been a whole lot of confusing after that. I can picture the panic coming out. Of- yes. Wait. What? <laughs> what? <laughs> Where are we now? So they're, they're very busy with classes and trainings and meet and greets and everything all week. So. And we found a four DVD set of yes <laughs> of Walther. Of Walther. The movie that none other than Anthony Gerber starred as the policeman in. Yes. Well, okay. So and somebody drowning what, what in a boat. What could possibly be on that four? DVDs. I don't know. I don't know. I meant to look for ours and see if ours is for DVD. Well, you know what's funny is that the uh, Lord of the Rings extended edition is only like four DVDs. <laughs> no, no, the movie is two DVDs, and Lord of the Rings then has like two behind the scenes things. Are there two discs of just behind the scenes features? How long is, how long is this movie? They I just don't know. gave us everything that they filmed. Uh, I, <laughs> <laughs> please say there's a blooper reel with Gerber on it. <laughs> Bloopers right. for Walther. Start drowning. <laughs> yeah. He's like. <laughs> <laughs> I think that would have been appropriate. And it goes that whole trot. See, that was good, but we need more emotion. Drown him again. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, how's your home with the kids by yourself? Yeah. Not dead yep. Not I got grandma here today. So any, uh, She's hanging any kids out, but... on the verge of death yet? Or? No, I don't think so. They're out riding bikes. So. Oh, that's right. It's been maybe. like 60 degrees today. I know. I said, maybe you should go outside tonight. Last week we got back and the babysitter was like, they were a little wild. <laughs> Kick them outside next time. <laughs> she had like bright, big eyes like, yeah, it was great. <laughs> I don't believe you. <laughs> I know that look. I don't believe you. Did you realize it's a reflection on them, not you. If they behave bad, we pay oh, you Oh, yes, the same. definitely. <laughs> 
She's a very capable sitter, but mm-hmm. the children are unpredictable. Mm-hmm. So. No, you're kidding. <laughs> it happens. Mm-hmm. Unpredictable. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. Casey, how is your well youth group? I also say children, but it doesn't make sense. So yeah, I, I, <laughs> you're well, I guess your kids that you are in charge. All yeah. of those kids. It, things have been really good. Uh, we've, with our high school group, we've been looking at different religions and how Christianity compares to them. And we just had a phenomenal discussion on Judaism this, this past week over um, what we as, like, we as Christians find important in our beliefs versus what someone of the Jewish faith would find important. And how do you have that conversation if you value different things in your religion? Not just mm-hmm. believe different, but there are, you know, you, you literally are talking on different levels, so you have to understand what's important to someone. So it was it was, yeah. it was was a phenomenal discussion. And our, our junior high group at, of course was also, they're diving into questions on you know, how the world began and how God set everything up. And they wrestled with the idea of, if God forgives our sins, can't we just sin all that we want? <laughs> mm-hmm. They Paul asks that in the Bible even. <laughs> it's, I is almost, it Paul? It is. Yeah. Paul. Because it was almost like I, I used that verse right? to wrap oh, everything maybe. up. <laughs> no. Yeah. Well, the interesting you part. You know what you're doing. Wow. Good job. Good job. I prepared. We should hire you for a job. Um, <laughs> that was that was a year ago. Oh. I, now I have no idea what I'm doing. Uh, so that the conversation about the differences of, especially in religions and what mm-hmm. you focus on, that's a good segue into what we're going to be talking about today because we're going to be talking about the main thing that we talk about. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Take Jesus. that, spin it around your head. <laughs> so we're going to mainly talk about the main thing that we're going to talk about. <laughs> You're kidding. Totally clear. Yeah. But in order, in order to do that, why don't we get into our reading? First Corinthians 15, 1 to 20. We all had to look this up. We're like, wait, Anthony always tells us. What are we reading? Where is he? All right. See, the team values each other. <laughs> And you realize what everybody does when yep. they're not here. You, you realize he's going to listen to this later and go. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> Hopefully he doesn't decide that he doesn't need to be here because he does. If we, Paul's not ever available, this just won't happen. So <laughs> we don't know how to do those buttons. The buttons over here. The ones that go. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I, I'm super hard. <laughs> okay, let's read. I don't know. Okay. Uh, now, brothers, I want to remind you of the gospel I preached to you, which you received and on which you have taken your stand. By this gospel, you are saved. If you hold firmly to the word I preached to you, otherwise you have believed in vain. For what I received, I passed on to you as of first importance, that Christ died for our sins, according to the scriptures, that he was buried, that he was raised on the third day, according to the scriptures, and that he appeared to Peter and then to the twelve. After that, he appeared to more than 500 of the brothers at the same time, most of whom are still living, though some have fallen asleep. Then he appeared to James, then to all the apostles, and last of all, he appeared to me also as to one abnormally born. For I am the least of the apostles and do not even deserve to be called an apostle because I persecuted the church of God. But by the grace of God, I am what I am, and his grace to me was not without effect. No, I worked harder than all of them, yet not I, but the grace of God that was with me. Whether then I was, it was I or they, this is what we preach, and this is what you believed. But if it is preached that Christ has been raised from the dead, how can some of you say that there is no resurrection of the dead? If there's no resurrection of the dead, then not even Christ has been raised. And if Christ has not been raised, our preaching is useless, and so is your faith. More than that, when we are found to be false witnesses about God, for we have testified about God that he raised Christ from the dead, but he did not raise him, if in fact the dead are not raised. For if the dead are not raised, then Christ has not been raised either. And if Christ has not been raised, your faith is futile. 
you are still in your sins. Then those also who have fallen asleep in Christ are lost. If only for this life we have hope in Christ, we are to be pitied more than all men. But Christ has indeed been raised from the dead, the first fruits of those who have fallen asleep. So there it is. Mm-hmm. thing there we're going to talk about. Yes. So this is the, what you consider the cornerstone of. It, it's it's one of those. Uh, and there's, there's several verses that are highlighted. You'll hear pretty frequently in churches. And, and one of the ones that seems to stand out, um, uh, trying to find it here so I cite it exactly correctly and say the right words. Because if I summarize verses, I butcher it really <laughs> badly. Um, if only for this life, verse 19, if only we have for this life, we have hope in Christ. We have all people are to be most pitied. And essentially what that boils down to is if we are putting our hope in something that doesn't exist, people ought to laugh at us. Mm-hmm. I mean, that that's essentially what it comes down to. But the, the message of this whole section is we have hope. So even when the world does sometimes shake their heads at us, we're not aiming for that. We're aiming for, we're aiming for heaven and pleasing our savior. <laughs> we're going to have to fill in the gaps. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> Jumped in with the jumped in with the main point too early. No, we no. need you, Anthony. No, no, no. It's, it's one of those things that because you brought it up um, in your in your discussion with the high schoolers, mm-hmm. you brought up Judaism, mm-hmm. and that brought up um, you were talking about the main focus. And I'm assuming that they're not looking at this, going, "Oh yeah, well, it has mm-hmm. to do with uh, Christ coming back and being mm-hmm. resurrected because you know for our sins, therefore that's the whole point, right?" Mm-hmm. And so, what was in that conversation? What were some of the things that were the stark differences? between that. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. So, uh, uh, p- people of the Jewish faith, and of course, I am not of the Jewish faith, so yeah, if I... And I am not an expert. Yeah, <laughs> I don't claim to be an expert. Uh, uh, most uh, most of the information I gathered is uh, from the Concordia Publishing House resource called One God, Many Gods. It's a phenomenal resource of breaking down different religions and how to have those discussions along with how it matches up with, with Christianity. But the core, the core idea is that the Jewish faith has the Old Testament that we we read basically the same Old Testament. There's there's some additional books that, that they have, but all the books that we read, you know, Genesis, Exodus, all the way uh, through Zechariah, they read too. And so when we read, like, the book of Isaiah is full of prophecies about a Messiah. But what we see in the Gospels, once we get to the New Testament, is where that disconnect begins. The Old Testament talks about a Messiah. We as Christians see that as Jesus Christ, the Savior for our sins. The, the Jewish faith believes in the idea that the promised land that God led the Israelites with Moses to is their promised land, and that someday it will truly be ruled again. And so Messiah was supposed to restore a a Israelite king or leader in the place of the promised land. When Jesus shows up, he has he has the signs of the Messiah, but he's not taking over for the Romans. In fact, mm-hmm. he's, he's talking with Romans and healing Roman soldiers officially. And this is not what Messiah does. He's supposed to put us back in power. And you'll you'll see several verses in all four of our Gospels where the Jewish leaders don't, you can see the disconnect because he's calling them out and trying to help them live a better life. And essentially, they want to be told they're doing it right, and they want, they want the Romans out of there. And so that good news that we've been kind of referencing went right over their heads because it wasn't what they were looking for. And of course, they would have, at the time, written, mm-hmm. they would have no idea 
idea what the good news was because Jesus was still alive. He did not go through the Easter part of the story mm-hmm. at that point. Yeah. They were a key part in bringing about that Easter story. <laughs> yeah, because yes, the head of, true. of the uh, the Pharisees. Well, and it mm-hmm. kind of needed to happen that way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and then, and then of course, after that, um, you had Paul who was starting, well, at the start, Saul at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, he was going, well, this is, yes, I'm going to kill you. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, the funny thing, I shouldn't say funny, the tragic, yeah, interesting part of that is Paul, Saul at the time, thought he was loving and pleasing God by killing Christians. Like, this was how he thought he would show his love to God, which is bizarre. And then on some road to Damascus. God showed up. <laughs> well, his life was changed. And, and that's what he's basically saying here. He goes, <laughs> I was the worst person here. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't even, and through, and of course, then he then he also was like, well, also, I did a lot more work than all these others. But <laughs> <laughs> through God. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was funny. <laughs> Yeah, but I didn't do, I did way more work. I worked enough. way harder. <laughs> it's got to count for something, right? I want credit. No, that's not what Paul's, that's not what St. Paul is saying. <laughs> but it, the, the whole point is, if you don't believe in the resurrection of Christ, then everything else is the, everything else that you have faith in is ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's basically. And even point. if we think, okay, Jesus came and he taught us all these great things. And this is really a good model for me to live my life off of. If if we believe all that, but we don't believe that he died and rose for us to take away our sins and to um, defeat death forever, then we still don't have saving faith in him because mm-hmm. that is the main point. And that's what he kept telling his disciples too when he was with them and teaching them was, I have to suffer all these things. I have to die and be raised again. And that was the part that they had trouble wrapping their minds around too was, and be raised again. They were still stuck on the, he's going to die? Yeah. <laughs> so I think it just took, like, like you were saying, with the Messiah. This is not what they were expecting the Messiah to do, to die, to come and willingly give his life and die for these people. And Mm -hmm. then he was resurrected. So this is a whole new framework for them of what the Messiah came to do, Mm -hmm. actually did, and that it is important. And it's it's also, uh, I'm usually working a week or two ahead on these lessons so I can can look ahead, I can get a good grasp on these because I've never believed anything but Jesus as my Savior. So I don't have firsthand uh, interactions of believing other religions. But what I'm finding as a trend that is very interesting is a lot of them on some level or another have where you're trying to win God's favor by what you do. Yeah. And you know, some are some lean harder, some religions lean harder on this than others, but all religions acknowledge that humanity is flawed, that we that we are not what we are supposed to be. And that there's a deity out there, some, you know, God, small g or gods. Gods, <laughs> multiple S's. <laughs> and, but your job is to appeal to them by your good life and maybe your, your good outweighs your bad. Well, your good works. And mm-hmm. it sounds like, yeah, there's a tipping of yeah. a scale. Mm-hmm. You have so many good things on this side, <laughs> so many bad things on this side, and hopefully you're, ta- mm-hmm. you're, you're mm-hmm. like this. Yeah. But you get balance on that instead of going the other way. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There is a lot of um, enlightenment will come or I'll be resurrected or not resurrected. Um, reincarnated. Reincarnated. Mm-hmm. Or, or those kind of things based on my works. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, and, and the one I've the next lesson um we're off we're off this week uh for youth group uh because of some sort of i don't know football game that's coming up this weekend um it's valentine's day yeah that was it you know take your sweetie out yeah (laughs) 
but I, I start the next lesson is on Islam, and so mm-hmm. I it I want to I'm I'm for this reason I'm glad we have a week off to fully dive into it because there's a lot there. But one of the things I was picking up on in studying this was it, uh, God, as they as they reference him as Allah. Your your good should outweigh your bad, but even then Allah can still choose even if your good outweighs your bad to condemn you. Like there like it's ultimately his decision, but and doesn't matter how good you were. Mm-hmm. And that's terrifying mm-hmm. that you could do your best, do exactly as close to as possible yeah. what live a perfect life mm-hmm. yeah. and still be condemned. Like that's terrifying mm-hmm. me. Like yeah. I, I, I was reading that only a couple hours ago and I, I just sat back in my desk chair. <laughs> I was like, now I where's need the some gospel? <laughs> where is the comfort in this? Have it's, you ever watched The Good Place? Uh, my wife has. <laughs> I've seen pieces of it. <laughs> Anthony and I really enjoyed, enjoyed the first mm-hmm. season. Um, and it's kind of that idea of when you die, you go to the good place or the bad place and it's it kind of takes all these like cultural thoughts of the afterlife and puts it into a sitcom and it what strikes me and Anthony and I both in this is that the computation of like well this deed you went and you gave time to these people in Africa and you did research that bettered humanity so that counts for this many points and it's like this complex calculations of how many points you get and whether where you're going to end up at the end and I <laughs> the show is supposed to be funny yeah it's, it's, a, it's, it's not real life take. it's a comic take but i Do think so much your... <laughs> of that is though we don't a lot of people have no idea what's going to happen and so we just think well if i'm good enough well how do you know if you're good enough and this mm-hmm. kind of plays into that like does god have these big mathematical computations that he's going to decide does allah have this well you didn't quite fulfill this area of the mm-hmm. assessment so you can't come well, like, well, well and, that's very similar to even buddhism mm-hmm. uh, when you, you're trying to yeah. have a well-rounded ru- well uh, life mm-hmm. yeah you're trying to i'm going to work on philosophy i'm going to work on this and i'm going to have to be better mm-hmm. in this and yeah and there's so much anxiety and um despair in that i think that when we come when i was watching i'm like i just need more jesus like mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> i just need to go read what jesus says and that that's not how we're going to spend our eternity questioning we can be certain in jesus that our eternity is with him it doesn't mm-hmm. depend on me and for me that's so comforting well and to know that and it one of the things i think a lot of people struggle with is most people tend to think of themselves as a generally good person like they very rarely <laughs> think of themselves as the best person yeah. and and usually then if you think you're the best person you've got an ego problem that might not so that might knock you down a bit but very rarely do people want to acknowledge that they are horrible and and it's even in even in many christian circles there there's the common idea that you know, there's good in everybody like you can find the good in in someone and I, i'm gonna put some breaking news out here <laughs> that is not actually in the bible in fact it is counter to the Bible. We were all horrible. <laughs> yeah, and actually, that's actually um, been in the news recently because there's been some Catholic priests that have come out and said, "Yeah, we're all basically good," and it has been a bigger deal mm-hmm. because it does chip away, or, or they're trying to chip away from yeah. this whole notion of that we're that we need God's grace, and mm-hmm. yeah. it's kind of a weird kind of I don't know because you get into this whole because I I would never my road I remember that conversation specifically about do you believe that everybody's basically good and I was at that up to that point I was like sure. Mm-hmm. Why not? Mm-hmm. You know, I don't think people really want to do evil stuff. Yeah, but, not not as many. Well, <laughs> there are some that do, but generally no. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but when, but when it really got down to it, my my mom was the one that was like, "Yeah, you're wrong," and <laughs> <laughs> and then when you really 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 dive into it, yeah, everybody has a, has a selfish motive. Oh, yeah. and, and when people think of good versus bad, usually, it, like I would acknowledge, most people have the ability to play nice with other people and mm-hmm. and show kindness. But if we're playhouse, yeah, yes, just just be nice. Be nice. 
nice five to minutes. Be nice Dina. to each other, will you? No. I want to be nice. Anyways, go ahead. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, you're all good. I'm, I'm just, I'm not a parent. I'm only picturing like things that happened in news groups and classrooms. Yeah. And at this point, if I only have to contain them for an hour or two, I, I highly respect parents for, ha- for having that, <laughs> for having you not being able to escape that sometimes. <laughs> You know, it was interesting. I um, I actually had a little pamphlet book years ago. I think I still have it. That talked about all the major world religions, and mm. it, it had the. It was written in the. In, it was written as this is their religion. This is how it's different from Christianity. And so every and it's just like this big. So mm-hmm. you go to each one, and it kind of talks about the history and everything like that. And it was interesting how every one of them. We were just talking about this. Every one of them had to do how I was going to handle that. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, I need to do better, or I'm going to seek enlightenment, or I'm, my works will do this or and Christianity was the only one that ever said that that's the if you actually read those things it was like that was the only one that says you can't do anything mm-hmm. yeah. you know <laughs> so, yeah. you're bad as a human and you can't do anything about it, it on it your own actually say it like that but mm-hmm. yes it, it might as well have but they, they wanted people to continue reading and that's not a good way to continue reading well because they even got into like Scientology and mm-hmm. all these other religions because there's there, there so many oh yeah and, and you sit there and when you look at the, a lot of them are very similar and then you have one that is the polar opposite of that and I, I always I always love that line um, and I'm gonna butcher it so forget <laughs> but I always love how God was like your ways are not my ways so <laughs> knock it off kind of thing <laughs> <laughs> stop thinking that you think you know who I am mm-hmm. that is very close to the spirit of it <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I'm very good at that. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I just, I love that mentality because when I look at everything going on in the world, I'm always like, we're definitely going in the wrong direction here. Mm-hmm. We should be going the opposite direction, which would be closer to God's will probably. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, and yeah. maybe, maybe society has gotten worse or maybe it's just because it's, you know, social media is everywhere and our, you know, our phones now have these handy dandy things called cameras where we can film things a lot easier than we ever have. So maybe we're just seeing how depraved humanity truly is is with a touch of getting worse yeah. like it, it's confronting that whole we, we have thing. a message from howdy that's why i love jesus <laughs> you sound just like him <laughs> yes do you want to try an impersonation howdy hey there hey there <laughs> yeah where's the hey there that was a howdy that's i think he got yeah, hacked <laughs> this is not the real anthony gerber but it, it is our family picture can you see us are we cute <laughs> Sorry, podcast <laughs> listeners that don't get the video. You don't get to see that. Oh, I'm sorry. Howdy. My, hey there. Howdy. Hi, I'm Woody. Howdy, howdy, howdy. See, <laughs> see, the thing is, is that he's probably in a place with full of people mm-hmm. who could probably talk more about this than we can. It's been a lot of pastors. <laughs> and they could probably talk for hours about it. And we'll just like they let could. it go. And we'll go. Oh, howdy, y'all. There. there we go. Howdy, y'all. Okay. He, he has it's not really been hacked. Him. Yeah, he's going to go and watch the four-hour video of Walter. And then have an intellectual conversation. No, Anthony actually likes casual stuff like this. <laughs> this is good for real life. Let's talk about what this means and yeah, how it applies to our life. Well, so. well, then the next question would be, and this has kind of been our focus on this podcast. It's like, okay, we read the word. We're, we're, we're talking about it now. But now we need to look at it as, like, what does that mean? And how do we actually live that out in our community? And what is that? You know, you talk about going out, the Great Commission, going out 
out and telling the good news. Yeah. What does that mean? Is it just <laughs> based on actions? Is it based on, I mean, it's, we, we talked about this in the past too. This wasn't a new talk, <laughs> but let's talk a little bit about that because we're talking about the good news. And uh, and uh, Greg and I are now on our way to Fitz's. What's Fitz's? Don't drink too much root beer. It's Fitz's like at the burger place? Mm-hmm. Yeah, they bottle their own root beer and cream soda. And are you going to spread? You can the, get a bottomless mug, so he's going to drink way too much root gonna beer. Are you going to spread the good news <laughs> while you're drinking root beer? Well, yeah, go spread the news. It's just- so applying this, I, I think there are so many ways you could take this because the good news is for everybody, but everybody's in a different place because there, there are people you encounter who they may have heard the good news they, their whole life, but and you might believe that Jesus is your Lord and Savior, but you've never really inwardly processed what the good news is, and that is that Jesus has done everything and you can't add anything. And sometimes the first step is just breathing that in, so to speak, like just, I don't know, feeling free from the fact that there is nothing you can do to make God turn away from you. Like there is no sin so egregious that he will, he will say, I'm done with you. You, I, you kept telling me you wouldn't do this sin again, but this is the hundred and first <laughs> time. And I'm starting to think you're not serious about it. So I'm out. No, like I, if you are the person who's, who thinks that you, that something you could do could turn God away from you. The first step is just embracing that gospel that God loves you because you are his and nothing mm-hmm. more. Yeah. It was interesting today. Um, the news apparently, I think it was down in Florida. There was a, a woman who died on a, Oh, uh, Oh, what do you call those bridges that open up because of boats oh, coming yeah. through mm-hmm. and she was running. A dr- is that a drawbridge? Yeah. It's, yeah. Drawbridge kind of, but yep. she was walking her bike across and I guess it started going up. Oh, she felt, it was like six stories. Oh my goodness. And mm-hmm. the conversation at the office, well, with one person, which is that person and I, and she's like, I wonder what she did to cause God to kill mm-hmm. her that way. And I was like, <laughs> what? <laughs> what God are you talking about? <laughs> So that was like, that's yeah. not the way yeah. this works. That doesn't work that way. Well, and, and Jesus encounters that as well. Um, yeah. Uh, one of my favorite uh, miracles, there's there's a couple reco- uh, recordings of him healing people who were blind. But I believe in the book of John, there's a lengthy exchange of a man who was born blind. And in in Jewish society, for what they believe back in, in Bible times, it was being born blind was a sign that either you were going to screw up bad or your parents definitely did and this is a punishment because if you were born blind in that society there really wasn't much for you to do like you know we we have so many we have so many ways where uh, if people have you know blind deaf you name it we have found ways that everyone can be productive in our society that was not the case back mm-hmm. then so it was seen as a punishment from god if, if you were born blind and so um this man comes to jesus and, and requests to be healed and the people gathered around i forget if it's his disciples or just the general crowd ask, you know, so uh, Jesus, who sinned that he should be born blind? Him or his parents? And Jesus says, you know, I'm going to paraphrase, <laughs> paraphrase <laughs> greatly. Like, none of them. None of them. Mm-hmm. You know, this this is just part of being in a fallen world. Yeah. yeah. So we got Gerber. Mm-hmm. He said, always talking about Jesus. I met a guy yesterday at a hotel pool who had stage four cancer, 29 years old, wife and seven-year-old kid. Got to pray with him around the pool. So out there doing stuff. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. I got to tell my, my uh, employee today. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, that's not the way it works. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if, if we were waiting for, you know, our, our bad or our good outweigh our bad, and if our bad suddenly tipped the scales and God were striking people dead whose bad outweighed their good, there'd be a lot more lightning zaps out there. Well, and and, and that, was the, that was the bigger thing because she wasn't just talking about somebody dying and going to hell kind of thing. It was a, oh, what did she do to deserve that kind of death? Right? Yeah. Just, just was what so it was, mm-hmm. you know? And it, yeah, bad things happen because things happen, right. you know? And unfortunately, you know, it's one of those things because I, I don't know. I don't pretend to know all these things. Some people get aces when they play the cards and sometimes they get the card of death. It's just what it is. And I, I know it sounds really bad, but just <laughs> I'm going to shut up now because <laughs> we're going to get letters. <laughs> Well, but that's this. This is the one where we don't tell them our email address. <laughs> <laughs> but you, you look at. Uh, I, I had this conversation. Uh, Anthony and Anthony and I co-teach the seventh and eighth grade religion class at, at the school, and I had this conversation with them only a couple of weeks ago. We we're going through the Lord's Prayer, and we got to the petition where it's "Give us this day our daily bread." And so most of us, because we are alive right now, definitely have received our daily bread. But there's no promise that we'll get that. In fact, the fact that no one has survived living on planet earth we all die means at some point we're not we're not going to get our daily bread <laughs> for those of for those of you who are who is it a are, nice uh, letter robert no. yeah. so uh robert just told us that he's writing a letter as we speak it'll probably get lost in the mail <laughs> conveniently he's like what's mail <laughs> I totally will. Oh, no. Someday, someday we won't get our, our daily our da- bread. Our daily bread. So at some point, we will all die. And and that is the penalty in this life of sin. Yeah. Now, even, but even before Jesus, I mean, the book of Job kind of t- tackles the subject. Yeah. Talking mm-hmm. about that's not the way, because he's like, well, you must have did something wrong because, you know, you lost everything and your family died. And it's mm-hmm. like, nope. You know, that yeah. was the, mm-hmm. and, it, and it, was, it was friends who were like, oh, come on, man. <laughs> his, wife, his wife got just in on it too. Up. Just cursed God and died. <laughs> Like, Thanks I, for being so supportive. Just curse God and die. You have to wonder what kind of. Co- Maybe that's not how she said it, but. Robert said he's sending his letter on horse carrier. Perfect. Uh, I wonder if it's going to be Kevin Costner on the postman. Maybe it'll be uh, Gerber as a police officer. Walter. On, on a horse. On a horse drowning in a pool. That's how the letter didn't get to us. <laughs> Why don't you just curse God and die? (laughs) Um, But yeah, Job needed to get better friends for advice. But what's interesting about Job is in the midst of all that, and God, when they actually converse. Have it out. (laughs) Yeah, and God basically just says, you know, I'm God, you're not, so um, get over it. But in that shows the, he kind of makes the case why we need Jesus in in the midst of all that. Mm -hmm. And so it it all comes back to Jesus coming here. And because what Paul's saying here is like, he didn't die and resurrect. It's all useless. And so. Well, and talking about how do we apply that for those of us who, or those who are listening who have embraced the good news you're you're you know this is a part of who you are there are so many people out there who have either not heard the gospel at all heard a distorted version you know the devil is playing on their heart uh, you, feelings yeah their feelings <laughs> <laughs> and and beating beating them down god has called us to be lights in this world because all other it seems like all other belief systems put the weight on us and that's a miserable existence and although this life is full of sin this life is not without 
hope. And this life is miserable enough. You know, why live through it without hope that is absolutely there? Like yeah. you, like, you know, the story that Anthony wrote in, you know, getting to pray with someone who, who is having a dark time in their life can be everything. Even though it maybe took 30 seconds of your day, that's where God needed you. And that's the gospel at work through you. Anthony shared, I was at a pastor's wives retreat Friday night and Saturday, and we just had phenomenal speaker. And I've been trying to like, I didn't bring all this in because there was just so much good, good stuff that she shared. But the, the heart of her message was that every human life matters, that God created us as humans in his image, not just some of us, but all of us. Mm-hmm. And that she feels like in this day and age, we tend to kind of pick and choose who we think is made in his image yep. and who, who really matters the most. And the other people don't matter as much, but with God, we're all on an equal playing field. Um, So she, like, that's her starting point to sharing the gospel with people is that every single life matters, regardless of who you are and what you've done. Your life still has value um, to God, but also to other people. And that we as Christians need to share that with other people that, um, that people don't hear that. And she even had an opportunity in her hotel, a man who checked her in, um, checked all of us into the hotel. And then we came back and said, she's, she walked in and he goes, Hey, how is the pastor's wife's retreat? And just so excited. He was very friendly, so excited to see her and was just asking genuine questions like, what What do you talk about? What are you teaching in this retreat? And she said, you know what? I am teaching them that we are all fearfully and wonderfully made. The Bible tells us that God made each of us, that he knew each of us before we were even born. Like, how personal and special is that? Every single person, he knew us before we were born. And she said, the guy's kind of caught off guard like that. He's like, I've never heard that before. Mm-hmm. And she said, well, I, I tell people that, like, that's in the Bible. That's true. Mm-hmm. And because of that, you matter. Your life matters. What you do matters. And she said he started tearing up. He's like, I have been waiting to hear that my entire life. I've never heard that. Like just that acceptance and that value of who I am. And so that's that's the gospel right there is sharing with people that their life matters. And because your life matters, Jesus came and he redeemed you so you can be with him forever. He said it's not even like this big, okay, here's who Jesus is. But it's just that celebration of life and people and humanity mm-hmm. and being able to have a conversation with somebody truly just listening to them mm-hmm. and not trying to make a point, not trying to say, okay, I'm going to talk to you. And at the end of this, I'm going to spell out the gospel for you. And that's going to be like, mm-hmm. I did my job for today. But just to say, how are you? And I truly care. Tell me about your day. What do you do? Tell me what excites you. And those conversations are great lead-ins to the gospel. And do we do that? We can do that anywhere. We're shopping if we're getting our oil changed and there are people in the waiting room. I'm that weird person that like, especially like at the doctor's office, if that's there's like a mom with another kid and the kid's saying something and I'm like, oh, look, you're so cute. Tell me about it. Like, <laughs> kind of weird like that. Maybe people don't like that. But that's an opportunity too to just like open up your eyes to the world around you and for other people to know that they're seen also and they're not just in this little isolated bubble. Like there's a whole world of people around around each of us. And if we care and love each other, care for and love each other, how much better is that? And how much more like Christ's world and gospel is that? And we can do that. And I've and I've I had the same sentiment when because the, the, mm-hmm. the thing that I go back to is going like he knows every hair in your mm-hmm. head so you know sorry Gerb. Um, <laughs> very many well it's just easier for i mean and maybe that's why maybe that's why a couple hundred I maybe, don't know. maybe that's why there's baldness because god's like oh there's so many all right here some of you guys don't i'm sorry i'll give you a lot you all just be easier to the, keep track of the records are full i gotta yeah. cut there's back. only so many times i can call a hair of george i'm sorry <laughs> Why am I going bald? We had to downsize. <laughs> I just, I, can't, I ran out of names. <laughs> 
Anyways, um, but but that it, it goes back to what you were just talking about. I mean, if he knows every hair in your head, just imagine how well he knows you. Mm-hmm. Because I don't know every hair in my head. Nope. I do know every no- nose hair, though, because <laughs> I notice those. It's like, what is that thing? Where did that come from? <laughs> As I get older, I'm noticing more hair in weird places. It's like, what is that thing growing? Our listeners love this. <laughs> I'm growing old. <laughs> well, you two are young. Think of that. One day you're going to look in the mirror and go, what is that growing on my, my lip? What is that? <laughs> My Noted. chin, whiskers on chin. Well, My grandma say. had whiskers on her chin. Well, probably have, uh, maybe. Yeah. Noted. Well, yeah. I'm just saying. Yeah. You, and as we're talking too, like the difference between Christianity and other religions is that our God truly cares for us and values us and knows us intimately and desires our good and comes to give us that to make that possible. It's not him sitting up there like, oh, you better watch what you're doing because I'm out to get you. Yeah. That's not who God is at all. I and the more scale. you read the yeah. Bible, the more you understand that God is a loving God. He is just. He doesn't allow sin to rule and reign mm-hmm. indefinitely. He punishes sin, but he still is loving and just to his people. And uh, it's it's phenomenal. You see how many people are in this world and how many people have lived before we ever existed. Each one of us is distinctly unique and each one of us is not some cosmic accident. Like before time, God knew you, the person who's listening to this, that you would be born and that it wasn't just, a, oh, I'll, I'll throw that person in to this. God had an exact purpose when he thought of you. And, you know, just like the number of hairs on your head are counted and the number of steps you take in your life, God already knows. He wanted you here and designed you as you. And and when sin got in the way and separated us from God, he took the next step and Jesus comes to earth to save our sorry behinds. Like, it's, it's sometimes, that's one of the hardest things for me about the good news is, you know, I, I don't want to sound like I'm anti-working in a church because I love working in a church. I, I like it's it's it is my dream job. But one of the things one, one of the harder things for me personally is I hear that base that basic gospel a lot, and so sometimes it'll just hit me that God loves me incredibly and had a purpose for placing me here, even for this very day. Even though even though it might be an awful day and nothing's going right and none of this, you know, the, you know, none of the students are listening and we have more behavior issues than help. And, you know, but even to the, even on those days, God put you there and is working through you. Like it's like, it'll hit me in, in, in waves and it's, it's, it's surreal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's what this last weekend was for me. I've like Casey, I've never not believed in Jesus. Like <laughs> I've always lived my life in that assurance and I'm very grateful for that. But there were times where it's just kind of the same old sound in my head. Like I've heard this before. I know this is true. Okay. Whatever. Like not that it's not a big deal, but I don't live my life in that enthusiasm and that joy and that like realization all the time of, you know what, I don't deserve this. And this is what God gave me. Um, And I was kind of, I've kind of been in that place for a while of just taking for granted, I think what God has done. But that reminder this last weekend that my identity first and foremost is that I'm a child of God. Mm-hmm. And that when I am secure in that, and I remind myself of that and I'm reminded of it by other people regularly, then the, all the other aspects of my life just kind of fall into place. They all come out of that. Christ in us 
and our identity in him flows out into other places and areas of our life. Um, so I think listeners out there, like if you can hear anything from today, it's know that you are a child of God, that Christ died and rose for me for you, mm-hmm. and that this hope is not just for this life, but for eternity, that we are all saved, rescued, redeemed. We will spend eternity with him when we have faith in him and he saves us. So mm-hmm. I just have that. I'm just really yeah. excited about that this week. So well, and sometimes we just need to hear that in a different way. And oh, that's good. Again, I was so I was watching. Uh, this made me think of something I saw here this week or last week. Uh, I, I enjoy watching Sports Center, and they were they were talking about uh, athletes on Twitter who will respond to the people who criticize them. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, why don't you why don't you go to the gym and actually practice shooting three? <laughs> like, you know, and they'll actually oh, like they'll they'll respond. Some athletes will respond to these people that they've never met who you know they're just opinions but they feel like they have almost like they have to justify themselves mm. before you know nameless fan who who commented on their social media and yeah <laughs> social media yes <laughs> and in the in it of course you, in this life you still like your family and your job you would you definitely still want to be respected there but everything wh- what does it matter what the rest of the world says about you when the label that is put on you first and foremost is loved child of god like who cares what everyone else says because God has already given you a label that no one can take away and that no one can match. Even if you do need to go to the gym and practice your three point game. Yeah. yeah. Well, and that and that hope we talked about, the the knowing that the love that you're I don't know, that you're a special individual, regardless of who you are, where you're from. I, I mean I can see that message. I mean, that's the reason why I mean I think a lot of people are not hearing that now. Because I, I think everybody wants to put everybody in a box and mm-hmm. say, You're going in this box yep. and you're in that box. That is who you are. Yes. You are and you're with these other people in this box mm-hmm. and your identity is this. Mm-hmm. I wanna try whoa, whoa, whoa. Get back in your box. Mm-hmm. That does not make sense. It doesn't fit with the rest of this. Well, and it could be it could be race. It could be sexuality. It could be political party. Mm-hmm. It could be religion. You're it part c- of that box. It could be what music you listen to. <laughs> True. It could be. We're, anything. we're really good at judging people for yeah. anything. So yeah. it could be anything. <laughs> well, and that's we. And, we are embrace, you vegan? <laughs> we embrace. You're vegan. <laughs> at least my generation. It's a too much. Yeah. My generation. <laughs> Guys, like I love everyone. I'm Everyone, vegans. Everyone's special, <laughs> except for you vegans. <laughs> I feel like Sorry. at least my generation grew up on the Sesame Street song one of these things is not like the other mm. and I feel we really embraced finding what's not mm. like the other things. Yeah. I mean that that and again that that is because I we said this before the the way of the world is not God and I feel like we're going that way and we're going in the wrong direction. Mm-hmm. Yep. If we look start looking at everybody as an individual and saying, you know, God created this individual, what does God see in them? Right. And starts trying to see those attributes instead of going, well, it's because that guy's Republican. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. And she talked about this a little bit this weekend too. And just even reframing the way that we talk about people and others too. Like instead of, oh, that person's a Republican. Oh, that person <laughs> tends to vote with the Republican party. Even that is like they are a Republican versus they tend to vote with them. Mm-hmm. Changes a little bit like the the depth maybe of that label. I don't know. So even reframing that in my mind this week as I'm like, oh, that, well, that kid's just this. Oh no. Well, and, <laughs> you're and, not and, just, moody like you're having a hard time today mm-hmm. you're well, tired and also whatever. too those labels or those things that you attribute they might but it doesn't really make up your personality and who mm-hmm. you are as an individual right it doesn't oh it's like republican that means you must not like people yeah. on medicare what <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> you don't care about them. That doesn't make any sense, mm-hmm. you know? And so it's the same thing on the other side. Mm-hmm. I can't imagine oh, yeah. all Democrats are like, oh, you must only think about race. I don't I don't believe yeah. that. I mean, I, I know that that's what the media is trying to portray, but mm-hmm. whatever. So you got to, we got to, we got to get past all that. Yeah. Look at well, the individual, which is the reason why one-on-one things and like having these conversations with that, the, the uh, individual that you're talking about, talking mm-hmm. to that uh, person in the hotel, mm-hmm. it was a one-on-one conversation. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and who knows what, yeah. I, I don't right. know what, um, what political, well, political party each one of them were. Yeah. I don't, it doesn't really yeah. matter. That. And they didn't ask. I can it, only talk with you if you yeah. are. Did you vote for Trump? <laughs> Wait, I need to get my checklist That's a out. good way to start a conversation. <laughs> Get your checklist Don't do out. That. I had a friend who the first time he ever met uh, his girlfriend's mother was that was the first question out of what? her mouth. Yeah, did, uh, if you the vote, mom said, yeah, that? if oh you voted goodness. for Trump, you can't be in this house. And, and he's like, what? <laughs> I don't need to hear anymore. I'm out. <laughs> Well, and you, you talk about those boxes and those labels. It, you know, our, our selfish, sinful side, we liked, you know, first off, we like to feel better than, we don't want to be bottom of the barrel. We like mm-hmm. to feel a little better than, than something. Yeah. But also, we like to feel unique, but also included at the same time. <laughs> like, it's a weird thing. Can't be too weird. Yeah, yeah. But <laughs> unique enough to be noticed, but not unique enough that you get called out for it. Mm-hmm. There, there's this there's this fine balance, and you gotta you gotta ride the road right <laughs> what, down the middle. What is the, what is the uh, well, I guess I can say, what does the word say? You live in the world, but not of the world, something mm-hmm. like that. I'm mm-hmm. gonna paraphrase again. <laughs> no, that was that was that was in the world, was, but not of it. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah so you got it perfectly. You still, you, you still have to be here. Yeah, you're still, guess what? You're still here, mm-hmm. but and you have a purpose, and there's a reason you're here. Yeah, but I'm just well, when you're a believer, and and, and you know, in our baptism, we become part of this. We become part of God's family. We are adopted into His giant family. We become the part of the biggest category there is. <laughs> but at the same time, yes, or box or whatever you want to call it. But at the same time, I am not. A number. <laughs> <laughs> yes, this one Only right the here. numbers of your head. This one right here is named George. <laughs> Poor George. He has two days this left. Is the, this, is the, this is the one that Gerber doesn't have. <laughs> that one right there. <laughs> All these right here. <laughs> but at that same time, trying to bring it in because that was funny. Uh, at the same time, God knows you individually. Like mm-hmm. like God knows your name. You're not just Christian number 7,500,000. You are not a number to God. <laughs> well, and, that, and that's why it's comforting. One of the hopes, we're talking about hope, one of the one of the hopes is the fact that not only does, does Jesus' resurrection allow all this to happen, but because God also knows your heart and who you are as an individual, there's a lot of thoughts that go through my head. And yes, yeah, some of them are like, this person's an idiot, you know, but at least I'm not like, hopefully my heart's going, but I still love them. You know, hopefully I'm going to we'll check that. We later. all need Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> that's a gospel thing. Well, and that's the thing is that I, I, I have found that sometimes I'll look at somebody and go, Oh God, what's happening here? But I will bend over backwards when I feel like when they, when they generally need something, it's like, Oh, well I need to help this person. I might not like them, <laughs> but at least I can turn around and go, Oh, all right, what do you need? We can still help each other. Mm-hmm. Can encourage each other, value each other. Yeah, and you might not have hair, but it's all right. <laughs> what is what is the classic line you, it, it, in parenting that I've heard? You don't have to like each other, but you have to love each other. <laughs> is, is that that thing? I don't know that I ever say that, but I should. <laughs> That's not a Bible Maybe verse. Maybe not yet. But I really would like if they would like each other too. <laughs> yeah. They'll like each other later. <laughs> really? It's true. <laughs> That's when one of our daughters likes to write notes. I love you. You're the best brother ever. And then literally five minutes later, I don't like you. You're so mean. Like, <laughs> can 
I show you your letter that you just wrote? Well, and, and that's what I was going to take. <laughs> that was the old me. <laughs> we take a camera and actually film. Like It's like, okay, say that again. Yep. I love you, Leah. And it's like, okay, I'm going to hold this for like two days from now when you're like, I hate you. <sighs> Well, why don't you wrap it up? Because you wrapped it up beautifully like 10 minutes ago. Oh, just rewind 10 minutes. Yeah. Yeah. So. Listen again. This, this is all extra stuff. <laughs> I don't know what I said. Well, well basically what you said is that, yeah. that you are special mm-hmm. and that you were created for a purpose and that if you take one thing away from this podcast, which is hard to do, but you can, the one thing <laughs> you should so much good. is that you are, you are made and loved and you're, and you're, you're special mm-hmm. and that you matter. You matter. I think we should end there. Mm-hmm. You good. really can't top that. No, you got one of you two pray. <laughs> <laughs> I got you. Thanks, Kate. <laughs> And by getting it, I mean we'll assign Paul. (laughs) Amen. (laughs) Let's pray. Gracious God, thank you so much for creating each of us and for thinking of us individually, for knowing us so on on such a detailed level. Uh, You you know all our sin and you see it, but thank you for that good news that because of what Jesus did for us on the cross, you see us as perfect children of God. And Lord, uh, each of us, whether in this room or listening to this podcast, is in a different place in our lives. Lord, if, I pray that if someone has not has heard the gospel but hasn't really heard it, I, I pray that they would know just how much you love them and how truly we don't have to do anything to earn that love. And Lord, I, I pray for each of us, uh, uh, one, that we have opportunities to share that good news with those around us this week. But Lord, when, those, when, when Satan tries to discourage us from spreading that good news, give us the strength to power through and give this world the hope it desperately needs. In your name we pray. Amen. Amen. All right. Now, we, we have a daily dose. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. And so, trinityfremont.com slash daily. Or is it daily? Slash daily. Daily. Mm-hmm. So, go check that out. That's a cool new tool for families to use. What else is going on? We have There's not, nothing I'm, going on. All right. Say, youth, like I said earlier, youth group is <laughs> no, off for, Sunday. for for some some game with commercials that's happening. And halftime. Yeah. yeah. yeah whatever, whatever you watch it for, it will be on TV. Now, I know um, this Sunday we have a special guest speaker yes indeed uh, we have uh, Justin Hanneman uh, from Grace Point uh, they are a Christian counseling service based here in Nebraska and and do phenomenal ministries I've I personally have you know have a great connection with them and I've gone there myself and uh, I, I've met Justin and just a phenomenal person yeah. and you will want to be there yes and if you, you can't be there it. watch the live stream watch mm-hmm. the replay it, it'll be worth it the replay yeah. mm-hmm. he is gonna be talking about how we help each other carry each other's burdens Mm-hmm. And that will be an interesting conversation next week. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, um, in, in the meantime, I guess uh, pray for each other. You love are each, loved. You are loved. For pray other. for each other. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, rest in your identity. Yeah. Yep. Which is a child of God. You are a child of God. Baptized. Redeemed. Boom. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> I'm done. On that note, <laughs> bye. Thanks for joining us this week. We pray that the Holy Spirit has used this time to focus you in on the one thing that you can practice this week as you live out your faith in your family and in your community. If you found this helpful, feel free to share it with a friend. If you would like to support the work that God is doing through Trinity Fremont, you can text a donation to one 353 5782 Or you can give online at www.trinityfremont.com slash donate.